Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. And welcome to the show where we look at the day's problems and solve them the way only two comics can, with puns and innuendo. There's no other way. Yeah. There's no other way. And so uh, to kick things off, we're going to tackle our first problem, which is going to be presented to us by Mr. Stephen Allen himself. Hello, uh, Prince Philip. Now, don't panic. I'm not going to sit here and do jokes about um, Prince Philip's death for so many reasons. I don't think that would be tasteful. And it's not really anything to achieve. You kind of get the feeling with Prince Philip. He'd be one of those people sending those jokes on. He'd find them funny himself. <laughs> he'd be sat there going, yeah, yes, it would be funny if I was met by Princess Diana at the pearly gates. Yeah. Uh, he would have forwarded on all of the ones that we've had. I'm sure as soon as it happened, you received uh, text messages like, you know, jokes like that were sent around. So I don't think there's much to be gained from doing that. I'm not going to joke about that. Mm. I'm sure Prince Philip is up there in heaven chatting with Jesus and awkwardly bringing up Jesus's Jewish roots. I'm sure that's going to get me. My family has got parts from Germany, so we're not going to get on. <laughs> that's probably happening. Although is that controversial already? Prince Philip mm. in heaven. Some people would say, you know, oh, racist. And I think this is where we need two different words because Prince Philip's type of racism was offensive comments. And it, mm -hmm. is, it is different to the racism that we talked about in the last episode with American police that ends up with people being killed in their cars. Um, the only person that Prince Philip killed in a car was actually white and blonde. Now, oh. I'm not, do I need to say allegedly anymore? I'm not sure because <laughs> I think legally, who knows? He's not watching. But yeah. um, it was it was a, an interesting time then when the news broke. I was actually doing like a five live guest spot thing uh, up until mm. 11 and the news broke just after 11. And I was so happy that I was off air by then. I mean, <laughs> they would have dumped me anyway. Five live are not going to have me there passing commentary on something that's just happened. You've just seen the joke I just did about Princess Di. They wouldn't have had me saying a word. Um, so other news outlets broke it in interesting ways. The BBC obviously changed all of their output. In Australia, this news website told us that Prince Philip has died at the age of 99 from XXXX. <laughs> Vin Diesel killed Prince Philip. How is this not a bigger news story? It's truth, you live and learn on this show, don't you? But anyway, so it's not about the death. I, I'm not the kind of person who'd sit here and do two minutes worth of jokes about Prince Philip's death. Instead, I want to talk about uh, the funeral, because today we've been hearing lots of details about the funeral. For example, the Queen is going to sit by herself, and that makes sense, because it's too soon to introduce the new boyfriend. Um, <laughs> actually, you never know. The funeral could be where she's looking for the next new other half. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're thinking. It's a family funeral, Steve. There's only going to be extended family members there. I'm like, yep. That's what she did last time. Um, they were cousins, so it's the way it works in the royals. But, I don't think you're supposed to mention that. Are you not meant to mention that? Well, again, he's not, no. he's not watching. Um, but one okay. of the big pieces of planning for the funeral, there's a ban on military uniforms at the funeral to keep mm. Harry and Andrew happy, which is almost a shame because I think one of the things you could do is dress up in camouflage and that helps you get around the 30 guests rule. Um, you know, people will be checking in and saying this. No, it all seems COVID compliant in there. Yes, yeah, just on a head count and there's only 12 people in there. And lots of piles of leaves. Um, but let's go through the people who've been affected by this then. One of the people who couldn't have wore the uniform anyway was Harry. He stood a chance of being the only one in a suit because he couldn't wear his fancy outfit because he's no longer a senior royal. Why though? I mean, 
no one can stop you dressing up like you're in the army, even if you're not in the army. I remember the 90s, and every time we saw the band The All Saints, at least two of them looked like they were about to do some sort of army manoeuvres. I mean, in that <laughs> one, one of the Appleton sisters looks like she's weeder pants. But other than that, they very much look like they're in the army. I don't think the All Saints were in the army, which is a shame, because I think they would have mm-hmm. been good at doing certain types of missions. Come in, All Saints. Can you confirm you know the location of the drop-off point? I know I stand by that joke, <laughs> even though it will definitely get as a copyright ban. First, it's short enough. First of it's short enough. we'll find it. Trust me, by the time <laughs> I finish this bit, we're getting in trouble for copyright. Um, but that's the Harry bit sorted. Let's do the other part of it, which I found far more interesting. The Navy weren't happy that Prince Andrew wanted to turn up dressed as an admiral. Do you know why there was a slight issue with this? He's mm. not an admiral. Um, He was promised the rank, but then it was delayed due to some sort of a hoo-ha about being best mates with a known paedophile and spending time on Pedo Island. And for some reason, that ruins the vibe and you don't get to be called an admiral. But then I thought, you know what, Prince Prince Andrew, don't sweat it. Oh, apparently you can't. But he shouldn't even mind. Actually, before you shed too many tears over this, right, he's currently, since 2015, already a vice admiral. So he could still... Turn up. Oh, look, it's a type of admiral. And also, if you're going to spend time on a pedo island, I think the word vice is very appropriate for what you're up to. Yep. Yeah. Although I am, if I'm brutally honest about it, shocked that the army didn't let him have that title anyway. I, I thought going to an island and being touched up by a girl who you're not sure about the age of is exactly what people in the Navy did. Um, I'm basing that on this film. There is nothing you can name. Nothing in the world There is nothing you can name Like a woman who's on the game Sailors is a sailor fact <laughs> So I, I don't know how it's got to turn I think it's better that they don't turn up in those kind of outfits But yeah, yeah. I didn't get an invite It's only 30 people anyway So, I mean knowing some of the uniforms that Harry's turned up in in the past one of them was military. Yep. 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 Maybe not wearing a uniform <laughs> is a good choice. Indeed. It's a good choice. Uh, we're in the comment section if you want to join us. Uh, some <laughs> yos and dudes being shouted. Mark's here. Chris is here. Tom, yo, yo, yo. Are we saying yo, yo, yo? I'm not sure. Um, big question from Chris is, what angle is Eric's lava lamp at today? Uh, jaunty. I'd call that jaunty. Is that a jaunty angle? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's all about the bulb size. Obtuse. Can't get the right kind of bulbs anymore, even though we've left the EU. I voted for Brexit just so I could get the right bulbs for that goddamn lava lamp, and it hasn't worked out yet. Would you just buy a new lava lamp? They're like 10 quid down at B&M's. Uh, have you met my wife? She's got Depression-era parents. She won't let me buy anything new. That's why she's my. That's why I'm her second husband. Yeah, Depression-era parents really excuses having a lava lamp. Blimey. Um, uh, Mark says, have you considered the possibility the lava lamp is actually straight and Eric's house is on a slope? Or jaunty, as yeah. I would call it. You do that? I am a bit bent. Uh, James says, yo, yo, yo. Keith, hiya. Hi, Keith. Welcome. Uh, viewing from Wales. We've gone international. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Global. Martin S. has got a glass of vino at the ready for Thursday's comedy bash. I'm glad you're in. Uh, Britt sat down and given us some smiley faces. Tracy's with us. Right, some of the comments coming through. Britt says, um, Philip uh, being killed by Vin Diesel, is that better than a royal being killed by a diesel van? 
Well, again, mm. it's all to do with traffic issues these days. Keith says at least yeah. it stops people dressing up as Nazis. He's on it as well. Loving it. Yeah. Um, can't dress as a soldier or a sailor. They still have policeman, construction worker, and Red Indian to choose from. That's nice. What it was called, I think it's a little YMCA action going on there. Very yeah. good. I like it. But then, just to annoy Prince Andrew, not dressed as an admiral. I can't say it properly because I bit my tongue. <laughs> I've got this massive lump on my tongue, which I bit the other day. Admiral. I can't do it. And uh, you could, as he walks past, you could just sing, in the Navy. Like that. Um, yeah. And your people, Steve, Chris says to Steve, your people are joining their fellow countrymen. Is that about the Welsh thing? Because we've got Welsh Oh, yeah, viewers. might be. And uh, Maybe. hey from Shades of North Can USA, also in the comment section, mm -hmm. you can join us there. Uh, we've got details at the end of the show. Stick around because we, we have a survey that we're doing and we need you to take part. Yes. In. Uh, if you'd like to get involved, you could message in the comment section and keep this whole thing afloat with the Kofi link, which is right there. But I think it's time to say, Mr. Eric McElroy, what you got for us? Well, Steve, um, it's part of a long running segment that we now have, and it's the problem for running for mayor. And so we might as well run the mayor running intro. New York edition. Hey, I'm walking here. That's right, Steve. We're looking across the pond to the New York mayoral election because they've got one. It's not until November, but they're having the primaries now. And basically who wins the primary will probably be the next mayor because the primary is where they decide who the Democrat nominee will be and then who the Republican nominee will be. And the Republicans don't have a chance. So it's heated. It's America. It's a big campaign. Um, they've got some amazing candidates, of course, um, like this guy, uh, Eric Adams. We've got a little snippet from his Twitter page there. Um, he's... Uh, a retired New York police officer. He's actually a state senator or was a state senator. Um, and he's really optimistic. And then he's written the next mayor of New York City. Mm, nice. Maybe delusional might be a better way of putting that um, is the plan there, because there's some other more famous people running for mayor. So I don't know if he's the lead candidate. Um, but what's nice about the guy, and I know we've, you know, we've talked about some people here in London who are running for mayor, one who's got a bin on their head, um, one who's got a bin up his ass. Um, this guy seems pretty normal. Um, this guy, um, he seems nice. Here's a, here's a little bit of, of his approach. Hi, I'm New York State Senator Eric Adams. And for 22 years, I wore a bulletproof vest and stood on the street corners and protected children and families in the city of New York. I'm asking you to join me in this crusade of removing illegal handguns off our streets and out of our homes. That sounds, I mean, that sounds like a real candidate, doesn't it? I mean, some of these people we've profiled, they're doing kickboxing and other things. This guy seems legitimate. He wants to take guns off the street. We talked about guns on a previous show. Guns are a bad thing in America. Let's see, though, with this initiative and these kind of things that he cares about, where does he want to start? What I would like to show here is to empower parents on how to search a room inside their home. It's imperative that you should know what's inside your household. Yeah, I think that's pretty imperative. Steve, I know you don't have kids, but I have kids. And whenever I think about what I should be doing with my kids as a parent, first thing I do, find some dramatic music unnecessarily to put underneath the video for no reason whatsoever. And the thing is, I do have teenage kids and it's something I worry about what they might get up to. Um, this guy is a former police officer. You know, if I'm trying to find things around the house that might be at risk for my kids, let's, you might have some tips about how to look. 
like this. So if you come to a room like this, you can start out, I always recommend to start out in a periodic fashion so you'll be used to going through the room to look at um, the various items in the room. Hmm, that's interesting, a periodic fashion. I don't know if that's something on the periodic table. I've never seen that particular or, but I mean, if you're wanting to, if you've got teenagers and you want to check up on them, kind of the last thing you want to do is do it regularly because they're going to know. Like, I, I, I'm in the other room, the door is shut. I, my kids, I can hear them through the door going, Dad's coming, hide our shit. <laughs> they, they figure out pretty quickly what's going on. But I don't know where to look. He's a former cop. Eric, show me where I should be looking. You can look in a jewelry box, a jewelry box of this nature, maybe a simple jewelry box. But if you look through it closely, you don't know what your child may be hiding. Huh. All right, well, that's a good place. I've got... Got one of my teenagers' jewelry box right here, right there. Don't want to say which one it is, but you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, let's have a look here and see if I can find anything. I've got a necklace there. That's jewelry box material. There's a little, it's a little tangled up in here. There's a bracelet. That's good. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, I'll just put that back in there. Wouldn't want to take that out. Not quite sure. Just let me see. Oh yeah. Let's keep that in there. That's some good shit. Um, Strange jewelry. Yeah, well, you know, whatever brings that sparkle to their eyes. Um, let's see what he finds in the jewelry box uh, with his kids. Mostly, you don't know what your child may be hiding. For instance, a gun could be hidden. A small caliber weapon could be hidden inside a jewelry box. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I found a joint, but I mean, that's that's normal. I mean, that's what you should find. But he just he pulls out a gun. He's not even surprised. He's Let's like, oh, back. yeah, you just you find a gun, and then he puts it back. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I mean, I want to know where the kids' guns are, but I'm not going to take their gun. That's their property. That would be theft. Although the casual way that as a former police officer, he just plants that gun in the jewelry box makes me think that he's done this before. He had a very high conviction rate. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we can learn. Look at picture frames and behind them, cameras, try to determine what's, what's taking place. Behind a picture frame, you can find bullets. What? I mean, A, I'm not going around this guy's house for dinner anytime soon. And B, why would you put your bullets away for your gun? I mean, it's not like, you know, somebody breaks in the house and you want to go out and, you know, shoot someone on the street. You're like, because, I mean, who's going to remember where they put the bullets? Yeah. You know that's going to be a conversation. Was it behind the picture frame? It'll be the last the place candles? <laughs> Literally. Um... So is it just guns, though, that we have to worry about? What are some other things that he wants to help us find? Something simple as a, as a baby doll. Could be just a baby doll, but also it could be a place where you can secrete or hide drugs. There we go. I don't know how you secrete the drugs, but you know what? I have learned something. I've got, I've got to put this somewhere. I'm not going to put it back in my child's jewelry box, so I'm just going to fit it in there. Little baby doll. Little baby doll. Now my house is safer because I know how to hide the drugs. Oh, look at me! I'm a marijuana baby. Wow. I'd there you go. Him. Yeah. I mean, he's better than some of the candidates we got here. Yeah. But no kickboxing. A couple of bits of feet. Well, you don't need it because he's got a gun. He knows where he knows where to get one. He can lay his hands <laughs> on a true. gun and bullets quite quickly. A couple of points of order. Um, yeah. There, there, there was. Yeah. The, behind the picture frame, you could find a camera 
what in mm. in a room where someone's got a four by three crappy TV? Not a chance. If that's the world you're living in, it's the nineties, mate. Um, also, the periodic table doesn't have oars on it. How very dare you? That really is a point of order. Uh, and uh, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, the bulletproof vest. Because actually, we can see some of the comments. Uh, Britt was saying his bulletproof vest looks like a bag for life. I love that one at the start where he said, <laughs> I stood on a street corner wearing a bulletproof vest. And I thought, wow, the golf sale people really struggle over there, don't they? Um, let's have a look. Some of the more messages coming through. Um, Chris is going back onto the being a 32th Welsh. That's my people. Mm. The 32th Welsh people. Uh, and Chris Hood says early banana action. He gives you credit for the uh, credits right at the start. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, actual bananas will be consumed in the show today because we got a lot of complaints. I didn't think people would mind. Oh, I thought it was delicious. I bet you did. Oh, little dear. ASMR, a little. Mm. Yeah. People need mm. to be walking around your bedroom seeing where you've secreted your banana. <laughs> um, the, Chris says, that's the worst Lloyd Grossman impersonation I've ever seen. That is such a good line. <laughs> Who would live in a house like this? Got a gun in a box, jewelry box. There's even more things he found. There were guns in the pillows. There was a couple other things. I had to cut it down and make some really difficult choices. There was a crack pipe in his son's backpack. And it wasn't even a new crack pipe. It was used, which is really disappointing. How did he get that? Why would you vote for someone who can lay their hands on a used crack pipe? Um, <laughs> well, he is a former New York police officer. I love how it, it was almost the whole thing in the uh, Silence of the Lambs where they train them to kick open the door and always check behind the door. It's got that kind of vibe going on. Let's kind of walk into my son's room, <laughs> kick the door in, check behind it, freeze. Um, uh, Chris says that, that the thing that you had um, could be an anal swab. Mm. You did smell it, so you should know by now. I'll try, I'll try it like that. Lick it, see? God. Although well, Mark thinks it's an earbud. Charlotte says, uh, what fruit will you be eating on tonight's show, Eric? Which one are you going to go for? Cramming your plums in your mouth? Well, it's a fruit-free night. Okay. So, uh, Is that doll that smiling often. more than it was before? That's what I thought as well. The doll was like, you know, whatever. And then suddenly gets... It is a little bit more glassy-eyed. Eyes. <laughs> Eyes a kite. It's tripping balls. Well, if you're just joining the show now, that's got to be a weird moment. Right? <laughs> there you go. If you're joining the show, Hello, like, yeah. Like, you know, it, actually, it's got less hair than Steve. Kind of looks, kind of looks like you, Steve. <laughs> I do get that in coffee shops. I babies stare at me, and I think they just think like I'm one of them. Like, this is what you banana. grow up. To. No. Banana. No more banana. No more bananas. No more. Um, <laughs> rushes off, Brit says, rushes off to take my shit out of my jewellery box and rummages in the sock drawer just in case something's been forgotten about. What's in the oh, sock yeah. Drawer? I mean, just wait till he gets into the bedroom drawers is the kind of stuff he's going to find. Good God. Uh, Martin says, uh, what have we learned so far? How to stash drugs and search for live bullets. Educational. It did seem more like it's... Yes, okay, if you're a parent, it tells you the basic places to check. But also, if you're a teenager, yeah. you now know, don't store it in there. In places they've not been told about. Uh, the doll has an uncanny likeness to Steve, says Tracy. Yeah. <sighs> Dear me. The only difference is um, that I don't make a crying noise if you don't change my nappy. True. I enjoy it. Uh, here's Johnny, <laughs> says Keith. Speaking of which, more on that still to come. But if you're enjoying the show, you can, uh, well, this is the link to like and tick the thing, and there's a bell. I don't really understand. Yep. Uh, there's the link for the YouTube thing. If you're enjoying it, you can chuck some money in our pots. Keep this project afloat with small mm. donations. All very much welcomed. If you like or to. large ones. 
And also, if you can stick around to the end, uh, which we, we know you all do, um, we're going to be uh, asking for your feedback about the future of the show. Yeah. And Bayerberg just joins in saying morning. Yes, finally. We got here halfway <laughs> through the show rather than after it's finished. It's always, always nice. Um, so moving on to the next problem. I'm going to solve the problem of what we're doing with the pubs uh, easing. Mm. And look, we know my second story is normally just some crazy ass thing that's been nicked from the Daily Star. Not so today. We start with a crazy ass story that I've nicked from the Metro. Sainsbury's urgently recalling dates over the possibility of hepatitis A. And that relates. I really feel that story because in Mm. my time, I've had some dates that have left me with various diseases. Hepatitis, yeah. And it just goes to show you have to be very careful where you go and with whom you go. And Mm. I then go to the crazy story from the Daily Star of a woman (laughs) who found that her boyfriend was cheating by calling up a restaurant. Intriguing. Okay. So let's find out what was happening. This is a, a lady who thought, eh, something's not going right here. This Felicia woman had a hunch that her boyfriend was uh, stepping out with another lady. And she'd found mm-hmm. a fake eyelash on his bed. <gasps> now, that in itself is not a reason to panic. Because he could have mm-hmm. just pretended that's what he gets up to on the weekend. This is it's what normally happens <laughs> with someone finds some underwear and then you have to commit to the bit. No, I'm just really into dressing up like that. But... Yeah. She actually managed to go even deeper and prove what was going on. Um, She was away. They went to a restaurant. She called up the restaurant, pretended that it was some sort of big surprise, asked the waitressy person, is he with his boys or his sister? And the waitress said, he's with his sister. But I imagine more like he's with his sister, and now he's kissing his sister. (laughs) And now he's kind of got his hand up his sister's skirt. Even the royals only do cousins. So that was probably the conversation that they had. Um, And the lesson there is, if you book something in, you have to be careful Mm. if you're going to try and be unfaithful. Which basically means, just don't try and cheat. Because everything has to be booked at the moment. As the lockdown eases, people have to book in to go to the pubs. And that's been a weird thing. I don't know if you've... Have you managed to step out to the pub yet, Eric? I'm waiting until I get uh, my vaccine, which I'm getting soon. And then I'll be going to the pub. Not in my age bracket so i'll just wait this one out i guess uh it's yeah, yeah it's been interesting that as soon as we fi- we spent all this time going can't wait to get out to the pub can't wait to get out of the pub and as soon as we could go and sit outside pubs the weather taught us a nasty ass lesson this has been an incredible cold snap in fact here's a picture of me outside the pub just the other night <laughs> copyright strike number three <laughs> um, so yeah, in fact, it was so, it was so cold. I've, I've been out to a few places, sat outside, and just got so annoyed with the cold that when I read the story of a pub that had its outdoor area burnt down, I thought, well, at least they weren't cold. <laughs> um, but it's been really busy. People have been queuing up for this, that, and the other, so much so that, according to the Times, more COVID marshals are going to patrol the streets. Now, I would have mm-hmm. filmed me in the flat cap and the leather jacket saying, you what? People are going to be policing the streets. You should be used to that. I couldn't be bothered to walk downstairs and get the jacket, so I didn't. But yeah. I actually quite like the idea of more COVID marshals being around. I don't think they're mm-hmm. too troublesome. You know, they're they're not going to chase you down and shoot you like an American American cop. In fact, here's a picture of two of them that I took when I was doing a drive time show recently. Looked out the window and saw two COVID marshals just sat there, <laughs> less than two meters apart, having a little chit chat. Uh, and I suppose, look, if they're taking up those seats, it stops other people 
sitting there catching some COVID. And that's the thing, right? That in all of this, I love the idea of going to the pub, it's too cold. I love the idea of Marshall, all of this. At least people are trying their best to make it happen. Other than these absolute arse wipes. Pubs are angry that people have been booking in to go there and then not turning up. Ugh. And according to the thing that I read, some people are booking in multiple venues and then picking the one they want at the time. God, this makes me so angry. Because not only does that mean the pub that's been not able to earn any money for ages and can only just about get by on limited capacity earns no mm. money from you, but also someone who wanted to book into that pub couldn't get in because of you, you greedy BMW driving git. If I was in a pub and I heard someone say, well, you know, yeah, I booked a few and I just uh, thought I'd pick this one, I would say to them, you, me, outside, now. Of course, we would be outside and we wouldn't be allowed to go within two mm. metres of each other. And that's the kind of fight I'm willing to get involved in. <laughs> but yeah, Jesus wept. Those people who say, oh, he's going to book a few up. Yeah, it's all about me. Well, it's truth. But you don't know. I mean, you got you don't know if you, what you're in the mood for and things get full quickly. Do you want a Chinese that night? Do you want a burger? Do you, what, do you, what do you want to have? So you need to cover all of your bases, Steve. Yeah, I, my... I think that's quite reasonable. And those businesses, you know, they've been just raking in the furlough money, getting their business rate grants. We've gotten, what have we gotten, Steve? Not a lot, but I am applying for my grant. But you say that, we're going to have this when we're actually back on stage doing gigs and you look out and there's like a 30% capacity room anyway and only half of them yep. turned up because they thought, oh, we'll go bowling instead. Oh, it's going to be, actually, no one's going bowling. I think this is the other thing. I really should have put this to me. <laughs> One thing that will end. What's the new normal? Eventually we'll get back to as things were before, but in the future, mm. no one's sticking three fingers in the holes where other people have stuck their three fingers. Uh, God, that's where no you put your banana. <laughs> yep. Um, no. You know, you're not, no bowling. You're looking forward to no the... No bowling. No bowling. You're looking forward to the pubs, though, when you had, had your shot? Yeah, of course, like the pubs. Although the thirty groups, looking out at an audience and seeing a thirty percent empty, I mean, that's most of the shows that we've done. We're used to that for our live stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a full room? What are you talking about? Uh, that's madness. Shades of They're North Can USA madness. says, "Wow, Father of the Year, much bullets behind a picture frame." Yeah, that's nice. At least you've got a picture of someone you love. Uh, Keith says, here's Johnny. You, I don't know how you predicted it, that it was going to be a, the Shining reference. Um, yeah. You wish you had as much hair as Jack Nicholson did in that shot, though. In that shot, yeah, but he lost it at the same rate that I, I did. He did. Uh, you can't take your, <laughs> your dates to the establishment anymore. They've stopped serving free coffee, says Bayerberg. In Waitrose, you can still get free coffee in Waitrose. Uh, Thank God the baby doll is not munching banana suggestively, says Brit. That is tonight's mm. nightmare for all of us. We'll release a special uh, director's cut version of the show with the banana, the baby, and the joint. Does the doll close its eyes when you tip it backwards? Mm. What have you just mm. done to that kid? Oh, God. <laughs> Someone, call the police. Call a marshal. Nope. Eyes, eyes are still open, even with a concussion. Uh, Chris says you're playing a full room here, chaps. Actually, that is honestly true. When we used to do topical stuff down in London together, we didn't get as many people to watch this live. 
which is a good reminder if uh, we haven't done this for a while. If you've got, if you're watching us on a TV or whatever device you're watching us on, if you want to snap a picture of that and tweet it at us, um, it's always nice to to see where we are being viewed yeah. um, in the world. We've been on some big screen TVs, Steve. We have above glass coffee yeah. tables. I seem to remember as well. Glass coffee tables all the way in Canada, the one above the fireplace with James's house. So we even. Yeah, in Wales. We've been in Wales as well. Um, and uh, before we get into the next problem, thank you. I can see uh, Tracy has sent through a Kofi, which I we greatly, greatly appreciate, and Martin as well. And um, there was one uh, that came after the show on Tuesday from Jack. So thank, oh, thank you, you to much. some Kofis that's come through. And, um, you know, yeah, the link is there if you'd like to contribute to the cause, yeah. to the battle, the fight, to the baby doll, to the joints. Well, I mean, to the baby doll, Martin S. has someone called Childline, so I think there's a chance we might be being reported. <laughs> but that's all right. We've already got uh, three copyright strikes for this video. I'll never stay up online. Yeah. And well, to be fair, we could use the publicity. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, good. Uh, so keep the comments coming through. The Kofi thing's there if you'd love to uh, keep this project afloat. There's the link yes. for the, where the chat is. And Mr. Eric McElroy, it's over to you. Well, Steve, this is a problem that is near and dear to my heart, and it's a problem of free speech. Um, lots of people have been complaining over the last year or so about what's happening with free speech and platforms, deplatforming them um, just because, for some reason, all these publicly traded companies don't want to support racism or insurrections. Whatever. Snowflakes. Um, but one person who's been really upset about the attacks on free speech and has decided to do something about it is Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Um, he's famous in America. I think people have you heard about Mike Lindell much? Yeah. Here's a picture of him if you haven't really seen him before. Um, there he is. Um, he's really, really passionate about his pillows, as you can see there. It's very. He just loves the pillow so so much. I mean. To be fair to Mike, he does have kind of an inspirational story beyond making love to the down. He um, he owns the company. He was a drug addict. He was on the street. Um, and then, you know, he started this company. It became a national company. It's even tried to go global. And he became a really passionate Trump supporter. And then when Trump lost the election, Mike Lindell denied that he lost the election. And he started to attack. He was part of the big lie to say that the election was stolen. He attacked the voting system called Dominion. Um, Dominion, um, speaking of free speech, wasn't really happy about that particular speech, as we can see here. Um, they have sued Mike Lindell for millions of dollars um, over what he's been saying. In the meantime, because of the things that Mike was saying about the election and the things he was saying that were a little bit racist, he has been dropped and deplatformed from Twitter and Facebook and other places. And the company has as well, because when his Twitter account got canceled, he started to try and use the MyPillow account. <laughs> Twitter was like, we can see what you've done, Mike. We're just going to stop all your accounts. So all these companies have been shutting him down. And, you know, he's like, Mike, the one thing this guy can't do is stop talking even when he's getting sued for hundreds of millions of dollars. So he's decided he has the answer right here, um, and he's starting his own company, um, which is called Frank, and it's a new social media site. It, debate, it comes out tonight if you're a select member. Apparently there's a preview, and then it goes live on Monday. Um, so he's got a new social media platform where you can say what you like, and here he is. He's going to tell us about um, the company himself in the man's own words. Um, welcome to frankspeech.com. Uh, this is going to be a platform like no other. It's got it's kind of like a YouTube Twitter combination. We've been working on it four years. So he's been working on it for four years, and he can't come up with 
any better description than that. Um, it's like YouTube and Twitter and uh, they had a baby and we've called it TwitTube. But I also so, like that he says it'll be like no other and then lists two that it's like. Two that it is. Two that it's going to be like. I mean, that's not, but the thing is, I mean, basically when he says that, though, you could think, you're like, have you really been working on this for four years, Mike? <laughs> Let's see, Mike, tell me, how long have you really been working on this? I have spent over the last four weeks. I... <laughs> okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Now I can see why it's like, it's like none other. It's easier. Now, I want to know, Mike, if I'm going to put my free speech somewhere, what kind of investment and structure have you put into this project to make it work? Millions of dollars me? making it the, the most secure. We're going to be able to handle the capacity. Your your everything's going to be the most secure. We're not going to be able to, we're going to be attacked. But I have my own servers and everything. <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty robust. It also sounds just a teeny bit paranoid. Um, but knowing he's put all this investment into it, can we see the servers? We can. It looks like a robust system. Nothing could possibly go wrong with those computers. And uh, nothing like little war games. I think that's the second or third time we've used them in the show. Um, but tell me, Mike, tell me more about how this platform is going to work. This platform is like a YouTube-Twitter combination. You've never seen anything like it. You're going to love it. You're going to have your own your own like YouTube cha channel, only that's your Twitter handle, or Twitter, Twitter <laughs> channel, so to speak. Wow, what an elevator pitch you've got there, Mike. He's got his key phrases. He's got channel and he's got Twitter. And you're going to combine the Twitter and the YouTube. And, and basically, making a new social media platform is a lot like making pillows. You just both are stuffed with shit. <laughs> but the core, I mean, if he could achieve this, I want to know how it's going to help me have free speech. Mike? All of the cancels were, of our First Amendment rights we're seeing going on right now, well, guess what? It's coming back. You're not going to have to worry about what you're saying and what's going and what, uh, and you worry about being able to speak out freely. Well, that sounds good, actually. I mean, you know, we've taken the piss out of the guy. I mean, clearly the drugs have taken their toll over the years. I believe in free speech. You know I'm passionate about that. I, I'm, I, I think people should be allowed to say anything, you know, just short of a direct incitement of violence. And it does mean that people will say uncomfortable things some form sometimes, but you know, we have to give a plat, we have to allow people to speak. And a, a platform that can say anything, just promise me, Mike, there's no catch, is there? You don't get to use the four swear words, you know, the, the C word, the N word, the F word, or God's name in vain. Good God, what the fuck am I supposed to say to you, you <clears throat> So welcome to the free speech platform, Frank, where we tell you what you can say. Brilliant. Can't there believe, you go. I mean, he was good, the C word, the N word, the F word, and God's name in vain. Oh, I'm off that platform. I'll accidentally say something. <laughs> I did a Jesus joke earlier on. Sorry, mate, you got rid of me. Jesus Christ. I mean. <laughs> Christ on a bike. <sighs> it's just not going to happen, but bless him. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, he's going to be bankrupt soon anyway, because Dominion is going to take everything that man owes. So if he gets any money in there, they've they've got him. He'll be back on the streets in no time. He'll, he'll be good at it, you know. Yeah. Before. You know, you'll know how to make a betting for the, when he's living on the streets. There's no way he doesn't have a gun under that pillow. Surely it's America, <laughs> it's my pillow. That's where he stashes his. Ah, uh, Definitely. There's definitely a man who has a number of guns who should not have them. 
Uh, all right, let's get uh, put the links up there so the Kofi's on the screen. Uh, let's have a look. Some other, oh, this was brilliant. Mark says, a YouTube-Twitter combination. What's it called? U-Twit. Martin S says uh, my pillow guy you could literally superimpose the machine gun and call it machine gun to kill uh, two birds with one pillow I mean gun well, when he was holding it that was dirty <laughs> him in fact yeah. was that the first picture you showed it was wasn't it that's the very one first one yeah so him with that pillow is like you did to a banana on the last show <laughs> There was nothing left of that banana when I was done. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, Guinness. You see my pillows. And I don't want to see your pillows at all. <laughs> uh, Martin S. Guinness extra cold goes down well in these conditions. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? You don't have a choice. <laughs> you, there's no problem about having warm beer when we're at the only place you're allowed to drink is outside in the cold. Bayerberg says Rishi needs to splash out on social associating integration mm. grant or something. Uh, that, or best I can uh, do, is close down bash. Uh, at many of the finest high street restaurants or pubs. Um, yep. For, and there was another one from Bayerberg as well. Said, uh, for those with no social media skills, Twitter handle you are looking for is at Comic Solve Problems. I, sorry, at, at Comics Solve, spelt weirdly, probs. I was thinking that, actually, while he was saying, while Mike, my pillow guy, was saying about uh, the YouTube will be the same as your Twitter handle. I thought, oh, not for mm. us, it's not. <laughs> branding i don't think it would fit that was the problem yeah that's why we had to abbreviate the twitter handle. charlotte says i don't think the man knows what he's talking about that's because he's not talking about pillows why do people move off from their specialism imagine mm. that you managed to make yourself millions of dollars because you got good at one thing and that thing was pillows yeah which very much is not rocket science uh, he's not been good at democracy he's not been good at free speech to be honest because he's getting i mean it, to be sued for libel in america it's not like the uk where you just you genuinely don't have the freedom of speech to libel someone like you can in America. Yeah, but he's dead now, so I can do all the princess die jokes I want. <laughs> yes, yep. you can. But you will get cancelled from Piers Morgan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I do. I, there is something, though, about the fact that, um, that he is trying to become an expert in something. You know, if you know what you're good at and it's pillows, just stick to mm. pillows. L yeah. Mike Lindell... TLC told us, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. Is it rivers and lakes? Mm. Or was it rivers and ponds? For him, probably ponds. Uh, Tracy says, bugger me. I think he needs smaller dentures to speak properly. Says me, though. I bit my tongue and I'm struggling. <laughs> um, right. Well, do we, are we, once we catch up on comments, then we have the question to ask everyone who's watching about the future of the show. So tell me when we're caught up. Yeah, we'll and uh, we've put the links on there. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please do that. If you can like the show you're watching, if you're enjoying it, give us the thumbs up. And of course, the Kofi link is there too. So any other comments we need to hit before Victoria we Victoria says the... uh, he trained at the Trump School of Public Speaking. And Mike is an idiot who's uh, lost his village, says Chris. And have a look. Um, now I know why they push the Kofi so much, says Bayerberg. Uh, there is an urgent need to hire a producer. That guy puts all the relevant links in the shit. Yeah, he, well, Eric's putting the links in the notes, and I'm doing live gallery work here. Look at this. <laughs> That's right. We... This is the best button, though. Whoop <laughs> We can't do it on mine. Because um, I'm going to have the vaccine, so I won't need it yeah, anymore. Yeah, it'll just repel itself. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> 
I also realised we've got this special effect as well. If ever I want to do a dance scene, we've worked out that yep. I can go. Ooh, nice! I can't do the flash. I can just change my colors. I don't, oh no, maybe can I do? Oh, I can do something called smooth. For. I don't know what smooth, smooth. does. Ooh, all right, Santana. Mm. All right, that wasn't smooth. Um, right. Was that smooth? <laughs> yeah, press the smooth button. Let's fade. Fade. Not, oh, they just went to white. Change colors at the end now. I mean, Mix that, things up this a bit's not a clip go. that we're going to make. There's no way this is going to be the thing that, <laughs> <laughs> that goes crazy ass on TikTok. This is just us needing a producer. There we go. That's going back to red. Okay. So um, before we let you go, um, we're going to pop in the thing. If you could, we've got a little survey there just because we're looking at, we are going to be changing the time of the show um, because one of us has got some work that's uh, separate from this. Yeah, but I'm desperate for work. <clears> so I think we have to forgive me because I've not <laughs> worked for so long. So, yeah, so Steve's going to be doing radio next week. And so we have to start the show a little bit later so that he time to get home um, and make the magic happen um, and do the show make as the well. <laughs> um, so we're asking some questions. Also, when live gigs do start again, we are probably going to have to go down to once a week um, because, again, money. Um, so we, if you could give us some thoughts on what day of the week you would most like to see the show if we only did one per week, um, that's in the survey as well. So if you don't mind taking a few minutes to do that, that would be greatly appreciated. I love this. Look at this. this is actual market research. It's almost yeah. like we're an actual we thing. We care. Not just we care about what happens. Just two people sitting around in their spare rooms, like literally buying crap from B and M home store, so they can go. Yeah. And then quit. you know, although I I did have to find a drug dealer today that made it kind of perilous. So. <laughs> the, the amount of prep work. No wonder we need some money on the Kofi. He's had to buy drugs to make this show work. Buy drugs. I'll have to give that back to my children. Don't worry, they'll <laughs> take it back because they've got their gun hidden where you didn't find it. <laughs> no, it's in the jewelry box. Oh, cool. Just the other one. Um, right. Uh, so there we go. We're back on Tuesday, though. We don't know what time yet because we're going to look at the results of the survey and make a decision. It will either be live from 9.30 or 10 um, in the UK. But as always, you can watch all of the previous shows back as well as little clips that we make uh, after the show as well. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Um, if you are, well, you can listen online. So if you fancy it, tomorrow after four o'clock, I'm back on Time FM playing some songs, just being the silly ass guy that I am, but without the ability to go. I, mean, I could do that, but it wouldn't really work on radio. But still, I might do it. Can I call in? Yeah, you can call in. Steve from Upney had better call in because he's the only reason I have a career in that place. I will try and get <laughs> clips of him. He's brilliant. He... We need to have, yeah. Oh, Mark we says that, that I should press that button and then go doof, 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 doof. Okay, I'll try and follow your instructions. <laughs> doof, 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 doof. Did I do the wrong ones? Should I? You want me to do the doofs? Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay. How's that? It's pretty good. We're going to get the young viewers in. the channel. With all the hip hop. <laughs> uh, we don't need the young people because they're unvaccinated. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Any, anyone under 45, we're, we're lethal. Uh, Chris <laughs> says he's already done it. Martin's done it. The survey. Bayerberg says 10 o'clock. Can't drag myself out of bed any earlier. <laughs> I'd love to know which particular... You're like that Star Trek episode where time just keeps reliving itself. <laughs> like the, or the, the one where um, Picard, uh, LaForge and Data, anyone else is in that mission, go off and come back and there are pockets of time and the Enterprise mm. is frozen. Because some 
alien thing has laid some eggs in the middle of a Romulan oh, singularity. Yeah. Can't believe I know that um, many details of that episode. It's a great episode. That is frightening. And there's the time there's the time episode in Discovery as well, season one. Has the yeah. they're caught in a time loop. Yeah. Yeah. But the best time loop one for me is when um Frasier turns up as the captain of an old starship. Is that in Discovery? No, that's it's uh, Next Generation. We should do a sideshow ah. on this, but this is we get this for free. The Next Generation <laughs> one, where we just see, um, we see that there's a panic. All of a sudden, this starship thing appears because the Enterprise are being pulled towards something. They mm-hmm. have two ideas. Mister Data tries to uh, grab hold of it with a tractor beam. Uh, I think Riker says we could open one of the cargo bay doors, depressurize it, will push us out of the way. And Data tries to do a uh, with his typing. He gets a tractor beam on, doesn't work, bang, resets, and then they relive the whole day. And then he starts dealing out threes. Great episode. I feel like we've lost our way with this particular episode. I love it. Whenever it's, <laughs> <laughs> whenever we get to talk about Star Trek on here. Oh, dear. I haven't even smoked anything. Yeah, neither have I, but I have, because I just, just high on life. <laughs> I can't do any more spitting. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Chris has now cleaned the spit off the mic. That's a good point. Troy. Was Tro- Mark said it's Troy. Yes. And Picard goes to get some fruit and he gets an old hand. All right. <laughs> was it a banana? It probably it would be if you were on that episode. <laughs> Love a banana. Right. Um, let's release people into the uh, darkness. Um, we will be back next Tuesday. We don't know what time yet, but we keep look, check us out on the socials. And uh, if you miss us live, um, please do watch the show back. And get ready for the new ending. Till next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment. <laughs>